0: The following podcast is brought to you by the Indie Media Network. what's going on out there good people what's going on welcome to the black podcast yo i'm one of your hosts with the most in my own mind this is your boy dre hope everybody out there in podcast world is doing really well And i'm sitting here with my main man cam what up i'm feeling really excited man we've been on a small hiatus man and um i think the people want to
1: know what we've been doing so you know what it feels like what remember when your daddy walked out and he went to go get some cigarettes and he didn't come back That's kind of what it feels like. Don't talk about my daddy, man. Look, I
0: fight by my daddy, man. (laughs) But I don't know about you, though, but I've been out there um, tracking the migratory patterns of uh, the Indian firefly. So I don't know what you've been doing during our time off.
1: I don't know what the hell that means. (laughs) Right.
0: Exactly, man. You got to have that biology degree (laughs) that I still don't have yet. It
1: is something wrong with you, man.
0: Anyway, we're not alone in a stew today. Sam loves it when I use that word. I really don't. You <laughs> love the stew, man. But we are here today with a very, very, very special guest. And I'm gonna just going to do a brief introduction to Rundown. But this is a woman who's she's out there. She's on the scene. She's advocating for all of us, especially for her people. She loves you guys just like we do. And um, she's web hosting. She's hooking people up. She's a matchmaker and not only that but she really really advocates for the brothers. This is the one and only Latanya and Michelle. What's going on, lady?
2: Hey everybody. Hey everybody. How y'all doing?
1: Doing great. Everybody's wow. doing, doing good. great. Doing Thank great. you for coming on to the show, even after meeting us. <laughs> being a part of this.
2: I'm actually honored to be here. Like I, you know, I know Andre and I'm sure if you're associated with him, you're pretty good.
1: Well, listen, you brought food. I've already married you in my mind, so we're in love. So right? we're good.
0: So okay, we're good. Bye. The way to a man's heart. See,
2: I didn't even so. have to do the online dating.
0: I no, just, not at all. You know, bypass you know? all that.
2: You know, just bring bacon and you're in. <laughs>
0: but this is how it's supposed to be anyway, though. You know, the face to face is best. You know, this is the best way to do it anyway. Best way. Problem is, a lot of people don't understand how to make that happen though. Because
2: social media has ruined us. Say it again. Nah. Social media has ruined no us. No doubt.
0: So I gave a brief, brief introduction. Tell the people who you are. Tell a little bit about yourself. What do you? Who are you, and what do you do?
2: I'm LaTanya Michelle. I actually own Prove Magazine. Uh, Prove Magazine is a magazine that's online, will eventually be a print magazine, and we have a a weekly e-blast we send out, and it's proof that positive black men exist. I cater to black men for a living. Mm. I showcase, I write about them. Um, It could be an average Joe Blow, a good father. It doesn't matter. Um, I just believe that we need to give black men the respect that they do deserve. You know, we cater to the women all the time. You know, a woman can have a problem, can have an issue or whatever, and we find a way to to understand it. But we never really want to understand what the black men go through and stuff. So I thought it was very important. I got tired of seeing negative news and negative, you know, every time I turned around, it was something negative about the black men. But I knew so many positive and good black men. So I decided to start my own. So that's what I do. That's what's up. Yeah.
1: So, that's
0: definitely amazing and yeah. if you guys don't know about it where, where, where can they find that magazine you said it's online right now so tell them where to it's find
2: online. it it's online provemag dot com
0: but that's your most recent endeavor if I'm not mistaken so but historically you've been in the scene for a while though so tell the people what you've I been doing because you, uh, I think she's trying to hold back the humility <laughs> is way out front right now y'all because oh, she's wow. been in the streets she's trying to act all cool and stuff and you know she has been working mm. in the streets man I mean it's it's like even though I've known you You know, and we've been connected for a little while. We still do due diligence. It's like you using up all my anytime minutes (laughs) trying to, you know, and all my data and everything trying to research you. So tell the people where you've been.
2: I just moved to Atlanta. Um, I've been there for like two years. Um, From where? Washington, D.C.
0: D.C. Washington, D.C., yes, yes,
2: yes. Um, My company's name is the In Love Group. Everything that I do is focused on love. Um, Choices is my motto. I'm constantly having opportunities to increase change and empower self. So everything that I do with my company is based on bettering people, empowering people, especially our own. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm originally a life coach. So I'm all about investing in people so they can invest in themselves. And because it kind of worked out for me, because I always talk about love, people start reaching out to me and saying, hey, can you help me find a mate? Okay. And so, one of the things that I started saying was like, okay, I can help you find your mate, but you got to find yourself first.
0: Come on. Preach. So,
2: allow me to step into your life to help you find yourself so we can see your mate and it's very easy and it's very clear. So, that's one of the things I do. Um, my mind just like you know when you have to talk about yourself i'm so used to interviewing people so when you have to talk about yourself it's kind of like
1: i know
0: and Hot i love man. seeing you sit here squirrel yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful it's like, cool.
1: crazy the
0: foot is on the other <laughs> shoe so right. Right. Yeah, I said that backwards and I know I did but that's how we get that. <laughs> on the other
2: and we just caught it. <laughs>
0: so we're going to learn a little bit more about her as we get into the show, y'all. Um, she's going to be hanging out with us. I don't know why she condemned herself Ooh. like that to be around Cam and Dre all this time, but we happy to have you. Thank and, you. And um, just a quick breakdown on how we run this thing. we got a few segments. And so first thing we're going to talk about is some of the stuff that's going on in the news that's on our minds. And feel free to chime in because, again, I follow you on Facebook. I'm always on your timeline and checking out your stuff. So you give good advice and you have good words. So we're happy to have you here. So don't just sit there. Once you told
1: me she was going to be on the show, obviously I sent her a friend request and she hit me back with I don't know you. And I'm like, wow. did Wow.
0: You know the light-skinned people. That's how they be doing sometimes. Wow. That's, that's how, be, oh, no, that's how they that. be doing, we'll doing sometimes. Right Look, I, maybe I need a life coach. <laughs> yes, I don't know. So right about now. I'm going to need you to release that anger. <laughs> well, I will. And that's a great segue because... I just want to take this opportunity right now uh, because something that has recently happened that a lot of people are probably still following is the situation up in New York with the 15-year-old Lissandro Jr. Guzman Feliz, who was brutally murdered by a Spanish gang all over some bullshit um, that didn't have to go down.
1: Turns out it was a mistaken identity on top of it.
0: Well, his supposed friend set him up. That's what happened. She kind of set him up because she didn't want them to find out that it was her boyfriend that had actually did the dirt and he kind of looked what? like her boyfriend. Yeah, but what pisses me off about it and of course, you know, there's always stories behind the stories. What pisses me off about it is how people continue to sit by, especially those who are in positions of authority and don't do anything. Like, um, there's a lot of outrage because the bodega owner didn't really help Junior when mm-hmm. he was in there and he actually locked the door and closed the door. Not only that, but there's also reports that, Police sat there while other people were attempting to get aid rendered to this young man who's, and and I don't want to get too descriptive on this because it's it's a horrible thing, but they stood by and did not render aid. So they said because the ambulance was coming and they came over a minute later, well, you're in front of a hospital and the kid dies right in front of a hospital. So if you're there, maybe that 60 seconds that you could have done, you know, may have saved this uh, young man's life. I'm just wondering, why is it that as a community, as a society, we can't better protect our children? Um, it leads me back to my nephew, who was murdered over five years ago, Bobby Tillman, and it was basically over some same bullshit about just something that didn't have to happen. But it pisses me off that we can't protect our children any better.
1: That kind of goes to our declining morals as a country. We've spiraled downward so far that there is no moral compass anymore. Right. We've become so desensitized to stuff that, You know, we see a young man lose his life on video. We're watching him as he dies. And it's like, oh, man, another one. Right. And And that's that's the extent of our feelings about Mm -hmm. it. We've
2: become so selfish, too. Like, if it's somebody in our family, we react totally different. You know, of course, we go crazy and stuff. But we're so caught up in our own world. Like, the man who owned the shop, his concern was, I don't want them to get to me. Right. Right. And you can't necessarily be mad at him for that. Exactly. You know, because he could have a family. You don't mm-hmm. know what his situation is. Well, and these
0: guys have machetes and knives. Exactly. So, I mean, so they was know. coming hard exactly. or whatever. Right.
2: But then again, there's some of us who's got characters like, you know what? I'm willing to risk my life to do that. So...
0: Oh, shit. Dial 911.
2: Right. Do he could
0: have he, he called the police right then. Dial 911 yeah. for these guys, you know.
2: But what if they had even came because, you know, and you're in certain areas, yeah. the police don't, 911 don't work no more. No,
0: trust me, I understand. That's how it is in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. In a lot of areas, the cops won't even come up in there. Yeah. But then, as Cam talked about, there's still the feeling that, okay, you know what? In a lot of places, a lot of media outlets, they'll put the video, put the video. What the hell is it about us needing to watch the video of something like that? There's a sensationalism that's attached to what is, for the most part, a snuff video. Because that's what it is. That's what it's turned into. And this used to be an underground thing or a black web type situation, a yeah. black internet type deal. Right now, you can find this shit on YouTube. It's not even mainstream media alone. It's you and me who are just standing by and watching that stuff. We're going to post it. That's, that's crazy.
2: You know what's crazy? I have to tell you the other side of that story. My godson used to live with us same age as my son or whatever. My son is now 28. But when they were in um, high school or whatever, Um. Lolo stayed with me. He ended up going back to stay with his mother because his mother was in rehab from crack and whatever, had nine kids. And mm-hmm. Lolo was the oldest. He decided to go back to live with his mother. And there was this guy that was messing with his sister. And he kept saying, leave my sister alone, leave my sister. He, was, she, he kept harassing. So she says, mm-hmm. eventually they got into a, a war face to face or whatever. And they both had guns. Wow. Lolo ended up shooting him. And killing him, my godson. He ended up killing him, protecting his sister, so he thought. Well, they took the gun from the little boy that had the gun. So we couldn't even use self-defense or anything. So Lolo is now in jail. So I've watched my godson spend time in jail. And, you know, I had to go to court and watch him on shackles and stuff like this or whatever. And so that story how it was supposed to happen, that they were supposed to be protecting this girl. I can see that happening. Mm -hmm. Not the way they did it. It was terrible how they did it or whatever. But it's so crazy. I I remember just sitting in court thinking, dang, we lost two black boys. Exactly. That day. One was dead. And my godson, he's in prison.
0: I think that's how the system is designed, though. But that's a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> and I think we can go on and on and on to talk about that, especially mm. as far as, you know, people of color and the system. But um, moving right along, families and children belong together. They do. Kids and parents belong together. Right. can don't they? <laughs>
1: I am so frustrated about this subject. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know I, had I am, to talk I am to you so
0: frustrated about this subject. Cuz your uncle Toronto dump, boy, I tell you.
1: <laughs> man, listen. You know my sentiments on it, man. I do. you know how I feel about this country. I do. I don't understand where we are as a nation right now. Mhm. In my mind I really do because I know the evil that's interwoven into the foundation of it. But even still, man, sometimes I will read a story or in a case like this with young children being taken away from families and I'm just like, "How?"
0: Yeah.
1: How? And I used to be upset with Trump and the administration. I'm not anymore. Now I'm mad at us. Right. I'm right. mad at the citizens now mm-hmm. who've right. allowed this crap to go on. Man. Yeah. And until we physically, at this point, I'm, this is not hyperbole. Until we physically overthrow this government <laughs> and get one that actually works and serves the people, we're going to be doomed, man.
0: Come on. You know, you know what bothers me because I didn't really want to make this about him. But why, as, and I can't even necessarily say as black people. But as a society altogether, must we compare wounds? Why do we peel the bandage off or look at the scars and say, you know what? Yeah, your families are being separated now, but what about this? What about slavery? And then the Irish say, well, Irish were slaves as well. Then the Jewish folks hear about that and say, well, the Holocaust was this bad. Why, as a nation, can hurt just not be hurt? Can Pain not be pain, can wrongdoing just not be wrongdoing? Why do we have to take tallies and compare scars? I just think that's ridiculous. And until we can figure out a way to say, you know what, all of this shit is messed up, then we cannot fight this in a united in a united way. No pun intended, but <laughs> <laughs> in a united fashion, we just can't. <laughs> so,
1: but it's broken because we've allowed it to be broken. Yep. Take for instance when America goes to war with a foreign country. And then we forced them to implement democracy in their country, Mm. which previously may have had a dictator or something of that nature. So now you're telling me that you can go and place democracy in another country, but you can't fix your own.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm determined to end the segment on a positive note. So listeners, I don't know when you guys are going to hear this podcast, but on the day we are recording it, you guys have to put your damn cell phones down in the state of Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or you will get a ticket. I am so happy. And that could not come soon enough. It's been like that in California forever. You know, you Maryland can't hold it. Yeah, you can't uh, hold yeah, a phone. That's and, can you know, I've written an open letter to these crazy ass drivers. So this is just one less distraction that can possibly get you the hell up out of my way.
2: But it's going to take them a long time to it get is. it.
0: But one ticket at a time, You're right?
2: Just one <laughs> ticket at get a time. Rich. Hey,
0: because <laughs> after about three tickets, you know, you start adding up points, right? And your license gets it's suspended. Gone. So you, it's gonna be one less car on, on the road. Well, I'm cool because I don't text and drive anywhere. Exactly. So That's sometimes. what I'm, I'm really saying. Bad. Yes, distractions are horrible. Oh, you you say you do. She's pointing to herself. Y'all. Our guest is um, self-incriminating right now. So,
2: And I've lived in Maryland where this has been the law forever. You can perfect it. No, I'm just I don't you. know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. I don't know how your multitasking <laughs> skills are, but um,
1: <laughs> the <laughs> views expressed by Latonya Michelle are those Latonya Michelle's only and are not a reflection of the black podcast
0: <laughs> don't, or don't any have of its subsidiaries. I <laughs> told y'all I have issues. Oh, man. Well, you ready to get to this next segment, man? Let's do it, man. I think it's time to turn on that black light, ain't it? Uh, no, sir. It's not time to turn on the black light. I can light. tell
1: you've been gone for a while. It's, <laughs> hey, look. Uh, just, just, you have been notes. gone for a long time. Oh, it's time for the blackest shit. It's time for the blackest it's, shit I've heard all week.
0: It is time for the blackest shit I've heard
1: all week. So for me, the blackest shit I've heard all week, a story out of Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Pine Bluff. What, why did you point to yourself? You from Pine I'm Bluff? I'm from
2: Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Oh, like
1: this Anyways, go ahead. So there are now
0: 39 <laughs> they people. They do have a lot of There are now 39 people, people in Pine Bluff. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> so in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, a man is behind bars and faces charges of theft and forgery after attempting to pay for his meal at a restaurant with a stolen credit card. Oh, my goodness. The Associated Press reports that the man finished his meal and handed the waitress a credit card to settle the bill. Upon swiping the card, the waitress noticed that it had her name on it. <laughs> Stop playing, man. She immediately called the police. And when the authorities arrived, they searched the suspect and also found that he had the waitress's Social Security card and driver's license on his person. Two days prior, someone had broken into the waitress's car and stole her purse while she was inside of a gas station, which coincidentally is only two blocks away from the restaurant where she works. Mm -hmm.
0: So surveillance
1: footage caught the guy breaking into the uh, into the car, stealing the person and driving off. And this idiot. Listen, but that kind of luck. <laughs> right. Not that I advocate any type of, you know, right. or crime anyway, but when you're that bad at right. stealing okay. and your luck is that horrible, you just need to find a new career, dude. You right. should just get just, it.
0: That, I think that was a perfect time to say, you know what? I'm done. I was, coming in here to bring this back to you and I thought you would give me a reward and I wanted this breakfast to be my reward so that's the only reason I was using it because I just knew you were going to get it for me you're going to buy it for me for returning your stolen property or uh, lost property ma'am so
2: yeah right yeah so that's I, I just
1: used the wrong car <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs>
0: I, mean, Oops. And it, it,
1: I meant to hand
2: it back to you and
1: stuff did you say he had list. her ID as well he had her driver's license and social security card as well so
0: he could have studied for that test then huh man right. he could...
1: It's definitely. Oh my God.
0: Well, <laughs> you guys know, I mean, being especially music lovers, that there's so many hidden messages in music, especially when we were kids. You know, stuff like Jamaica Funk and um, Brown Sugar, and a lot of that stuff was about. See, Brown Sugar's about drugs. You didn't know that, did you? D'Angelo's Brown Sugar yeah, Mm-mm. This is about drugs. Well, the blackest shit I've heard all week is that. And, and I, I do my research before I put anything out there because, you know, even though we're the unofficial podcast of space travel.
1: What does that mean? <laughs> you say that exactly. every episode. Just, what just, does that mean? Just take it,
0: We're the unofficial <laughs> podcast. I'm on the Look, show and I don't know what means. <laughs> is. We're the experts. It don't you worry good. about it. Just take it. And, <laughs> see, you just messed that all up. Come on.
1: But an LGBTQ
0: group put out the rumor that the electric slide song was about a vibrator. A lot of uh, media outlets picked it up. And they ran with that story. Well, come to find out that the individual who actually wrote the song, um, Bunny Whaler, he used to sing with uh, Bob Marty and the Whalers. He actually wrote it for the lady who sings it. And he has totally cleared up the fact that that is not about vibrators, that the song is about good vibrations and not vibrators.
1: <laughs> Six in one hand, half dozen <laughs> in right. the other.
0: However.
2: The blackest (laughs) shit
0: is the fact that we will take a lie, turn it around into something, and have the rest of us believe in it. So that is the blackest shit that I've heard all week. As long as I can still do
1: the electric slide, I'm cool, so. Can, can you, you do, do the
0: electric
1: slide? Y'all can't do the electric slide. Boogie, that's not the only
2: one I, I need do. to see y'all black cards right now. Oh, he right can do now. it. Him and his wife I need to together. see your what? black cards immediately.
1: That's how we
0: That's how we actually met. She She's like, yeah, big boy can dance. Oh, so he can grow. Don't get it
1: twisted. <laughs> I seen that cabbage patch <laughs> you got.
0: <laughs> that old weak, and roll. I seen it. <laughs> hey, it still works. It still works, all right? Don't you worry about that. <laughs> all right, oh, man, let's man. move
1: on to the next segment, which is our black light segment.
0: Go ahead on. What you got?
1: This week, I shine my black light on Mikael and Miles George. I'm sorry, Malik and Miles George. I'm sorry.
0: Malik and Miles. Malik
1: and Miles. Malik and Miles are fraternal twins who were co-valedictorians at Woodbridge High School in New Jersey. That's what's up. They both earned near-perfect SAT scores, and neither brother ever received a grade less than A- minus during their entire time in high school. Wow. Now the 18-year-old siblings are headed to the prestigious Massachusetts Institute of Technology, better known as MIT, MIT, in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. The brothers were looking into top 10 schools and say they fell in love with everything MIT had to offer. As if that wasn't enough, along with MIT— they were also accepted into Harvard wow. and Johns Hopkins yes. University, Yes, wow. which made me think back to when I was 18 and I was probably still like digging boogers or something. I don't even know, <laughs> but I was <laughs> I'm just amazed boogers. by that story, man. So uh, Malik and Miles George, you are my black lights of the week. I'm very proud of you, young very men, beautiful. and like I'm excited that. about the brightness of your future.
2: I wonder if they were raised with their mother and father. They the were raised house. with their mother and father in yes. the same house.
1: And out. said that their parents were instrumental in their education from a young age. Okay. And their parents just celebrated their 20th wedding anniversary. Love it. A couple of days ago, as of this story. A Love days it. Ago. So
0: they should be able to figure out how to get my credit score with 200. 200?
1: 200. 200. I'm trying to get mine in the double digits. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then.
2: We're going to have a segment. Our next show is going to be about I got a credit guy for y'all. Hey, you, she,
0: she's smart <laughs> enough to take it over, too. We don't even realize it. it. Look at her. <laughs> Look, you know, I had another black light, but the hatred that came from this other person made me big up this young man that I'm getting ready to shine my black light on. Okay, So for all you folks in Cleveland, Ohio, my black light is coming on for 12 year old entrepreneur, Reginald Reggie Fields, who is a young man who started his own lawn service. And what he's done is he has his cousins and some siblings out there working with him and and rolling around with him. So he's got his little flyers made up uh, that says, Mr. Reggie's Cutting Services. Well, I would shine it normally for someone who's out there doing something like this. However... I want you guys, if you're going there, if you know somebody there, we don't know where all of our listeners are from. So if you're out there and you're in the Maple Heights area, call this man, because we all know that we're right now in a society where people are so quick to dial 911. Well, he was cutting a grass. Um, He was performing a service. The dude is good. He can barely reach the handle of a lawnmower. They show videos of him. And he mistakenly cut a strip of grass that was on the neighbor's yard, and they called 911 on him. I saw that. And called the police on young Reggie because he cut too much grass. So at this point whoever his client was videoed it and put it on social media and it's kind of going viral. So his clientele is starting to build and I also want to do the same. So while I'm shining on this young entrepreneur who's out there trying to honestly make dollars, please support him if you can. And he is Mr. Reggie's cutting service at area code 216-640-4122. Call Mr. Reggie.
2: I'm going to call him too to see if I can get him Improved Magazine. There that you would be high. There
0: you go. That, that, would, be, that would, be would be high. high. Yes. That would be that Yes. Would be high. So I said, as soon as I saw the hate, I said, I'm going to big this dude up. He's right. going to have my black light. <laughs>
1: so now we can't barbecue. We can't barbecue. <laughs> we can't swim. <laughs> nope. Can't sell water. Can't sell water. <laughs> water. Nope. And now we can't we, move. We, 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 we can't cut grass. Can't
2: but the great thing about, too, that his story, I don't know if you guys know this, is that he's got his cousins and everybody else involved. Yes, yes, so does. Hmm. You know, he's he doesn't have, exactly, so he doesn't have that 12. crabs in the barrel.
0: Exactly. Come on, y'all. He's Come bringing on. his people along That's with him. That's what I'm
2: talking about.
0: Y'all, it, it, it gets no better than that. So, young people, get out there and do your thugs. Right. Legally. Yeah, exactly. Legally. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with you guys.
2: If you have an online service or product you would like to advertise on the show, please contact us at theblackpodcast at gmail.com. That's theblackpodcast at gmail.com. Now back to the show.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we are still black, y'all. All day. Me too. Barely No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I got a
0: tan
1: though like, Give me my credit <laughs> That was so wrong of me I'm wrong. sorry That was so unnecessary <laughs> oh, I've been hanging around Dre too long Forgive me so, Please forgive you me so, uh, Dre never first first talked
2: again. about my color before Never, never.
1: <laughs> Not to your face <laughs> Bus driver, All right, oh, bus oh, driver? Oh, Let me bring this thing back in for a 2nd <laughs> right, Here let's we go, go. Ladies and gentlemen we are back And as you know we have a guest with us Who's been sitting in from the top of the show Miss Latanya michelle michelle huh. see i'm all about details right see, i like so that So i want to make sure i pronounce your name correctly. that's her facebook name no telling what a real <laughs> right. name is Rhonda my mama Wright. gave me that i'm watching <laughs> at, it out beulah <laughs> beulah boucanon right? <laughs> but we've already done a bit of an intro on it but i'll just do another rundown on it um latonya is a life coach slash love coach radio personality she got it motivational speaker wow entrepreneur come on and normally, wow. I'm kind of skeptical when people say they do all of these things because I'm like, all right, okay, yeah, all right, sure. But I did some background work, mm. did some research, you know, getting ready for this interview. She's legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> she is legit. It's I'm all real. there. She, she is, is legit. legit. So without further ado, like you haven't already met her at the top of the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome Latanya Michelle. Again, Hey,
2: everybody. Ain't it beautiful to be black?
1: Oh, it
0: is, it is amazing. It is, what? It is amazing.
2: Man, I wish people would just understand that's a gift.
0: Do you always have that smile on your face? I do. That is do. an amazing smile. And that's, that's what we all need. What the world needs now yeah. is smiles. So I've known you for, it's, it may be about a year now. Mm-hmm. And this is actually the second time I've laid physical eyes on you. Initially, we met at a party. And I think that's what it was supposed to be, a party.
2: <laughs> I'm glad I didn't buy a ticket.
0: You know oh, talking? my gosh, I did. did. Did you have anything to do with that?
2: <laughs> Nothing. I just, they just called me out to do the promo. Okay, the, so I can the, technically... Mean,
0: well, I'm not going oh, dis, to diss the DJ on that you. But, you felt uh, that. you got a little oh, cool no, you from you all oh, no, that shit. Oh, no. Man, Cam, when I tell you, we were at this party, and this is a quick sidetrack. We were at this party, man, and the DJ was there, and he didn't have a playlist. So we were trying. However, the three songs he played... My wife and I were out there it was dancing. Grooving. Yeah, we were out there grooving. And, and, you know, my big ass can dance, but we were out there getting it on. And so this nice young lady, sometime during the night, comes over to the group. I think we were probably the last group left. It was like 10 of us or something like that that was at that party. She comes over and she talks to uh, Ebony and me, and she tells us that she saw us dancing. And then she introduces herself. We introduce ourselves. She tells us about the show she has and talks about some of the stuff. So we just connected on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And right now, she stays visual on my timeline. I stay visual on hers because I'm always responding. And the thing about it is, and I'm, I'm kind of blowing your head up just a little bit, <laughs> but there are times when I, because you know I'm you know I'm very vocal, Cam. You know I'm no. very vocal. Yeah, I, I always have something to say, and I'm going to say it. But when I do, even when I apologize, she's like, no, nah, we need you. You know, speak, speak your mind, and she has blessed me to be a contributing part of her magazine as Every well. Every month, so I'm oh, honored. So, yeah. online
2: and in the print edition, oh, yes. worldwide. It's, yes, it's
0: an amazing thing. <laughs> so, you are doing big things. Where did all of this start for you?
2: Sitting at my house and realizing that I had a black son. That's that's that's, that's the dear well, black that's, man that's part. Deep. Got you. Um, realizing that I had made a bunch of mistakes as a mother, as a black woman, and realizing that I just seen so much stuff. And God gave me an opportunity to see the good side of it, even though I, my, my past, if you I don't know if you've seen that part, is, is horrible. But you can't dwell on that. You can't dwell on that. And so I just believe that I'm strong enough to be that example. And people listen to me. So I take advantage of that.
0: Real quick, is there any way you can give our listeners just a, a ten notch of your past as far as your experience with men? You can go as deep or shallow as you want, just a little bit so they'll fully understand the context. That's fine.
2: That's fine. Um, my mother got pregnant with me and my father denied me. Um, I got married to my high school sweetheart at the age of 19 and he beat me for 12 years. Um. I worked for a nice company, good company, black company, um, was running things and everything. And I wouldn't sleep with my boss. Mm. So I got fired from my job. Um, it goes on. I had to raise my son. You know, I, I left my husband when well, he decided to get a divorce. And he pretty much said that if I can't have you, I don't want my son either. So um, we went back and forth and stuff. And I had to raise my son and show him something from pretty much 13 on. So it's a lot. It's a lot. But you live and you learn. You live and you learn. The pain makes you stronger. You know, and I could tell you stories. I could tell you stories over and over and stuff. And and it's it's crazy. I can be honest with you. My ex-husband, we've been divorced since 2002. And he's an Annapolis City police officer in Maryland. So when they had the shooting just recently, he's the first person I called and was like, are you okay? Wow. You know, we haven't talked in a while and stuff, but I'm like, are you okay? Because I need mm-hmm. to know that you're okay. And and it just made me realize that, yeah, it feels good
0: being me. So remind the listeners one more time. Uh, what's the purpose of Proof Magazine?
2: <laughs> Proof that positive black men exist.
0: Look at God. <laughs> <laughs> Won't he do it?
2: Won't yes. he do it? Yes. Here's our problem. All of us, including me, we forget to look in the mirror. We want to point fingers at everybody. And then we want to play a victim role and stay in the victim role. And we forget about the wrong that we do. Let me use my husband, my ex-husband, as an example. How I was able to forgive him was I had to go back to his past and realize how he got the way that he got. And I also had to remember is after he hit me the first time, I stayed. The second time I stayed, so I became an accessory to the crime. So either I needed to shut up or take responsibility. And so since I decided to stay, that meant I was just as bad as him, in my opinion. I didn't know that then because I could have left. It's not like he was holding me hostage or anything and stuff. So at first I was on this kick about domestic violence and he was wrong. He was wrong. He was wrong. But I couldn't look in the mirror and say I was wrong too because I had a child who saw this. And so my child still pays for this now. So I had to really take a sabbatical from the world and basically take responsibility for Tanya and her issues. I no longer was worried about whether my father, you know, why he denied me or why my husband hit me or whatever the case may be. It was just like, Okay, what did you do? Not taking blame for the abuse. That's no, not what I'm, I'm saying. Of course but- not. What role do you play and how do you make it so this doesn't happen again and you can better yourself and other people around you and they can learn from your lesson?
1: You're very candid about your past traumas. I am. Being that those traumas came at the hand of Black men, what were some self-obstacles you had to get over in order to do the work that you're doing now, the edification of Black men?
2: My mouth. As much as y'all see me uplift a man, I could break a man in a heartbeat. My mouth knows what to say because I study men like a teeth. Mm. So I know what gets you, what gets you click. I'm not that chick who be like, oh, I can make a mad. No, I know because I didn't study your soul. I know everything about you and <laughs> I'm going to get you. i am be honest with you. Just as much as people can see the good and I have this good heart. Oh, I got an ugly heart too. And I just fight every day not to let that come out because I can do some damage. So I had to learn to be quiet. First of all, your opinion is your opinion. And most of the time, it's not even necessary. And guess what? If you want to really know something from a man, shut up because he's going to talk and tell anyway. You know, men are big teddy bears. They are very emotional, even though they'll never admit to that. And they need to be catered to. And so if you know the basics of how to deal with a man, you can learn so much. You know, So I had to learn that I'm making my life harder by being this raw female, strong, independent, Because I have a book that's coming out that's called Losing My Strong Independent Woman Religion.
0: ooh we.
2: Yeah. So, And it's talking about dating situations, these people that I dated because I was so busy trying to build a bear. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't know at first that my calling was to build men without sleeping with them. At first, I just thought, okay, God gave me this gift. And I would date you, for example, me and you would date. I would find out what your passion was, even though you probably had a six figure job or whatever. I would find out what your passion was. You know, I would see if you was a good father and everything and all those things that I thought made you such a good man. I would push. I would help. I mm-hmm. would uplift you like, babe, what you want to do. You want to start that broadcasting company and everything. I did this research for you. You can do it. You can do it. So I did all kinds of things like, <laughs> you know, are you, how come you and your mother ain't talking? You know, you really should t- you know, I did all of those things to make a man feel significant, important. There's nobody that's ever dated me in my life. That would say that she did not make me feel like I could walk on water. Cause I was good at that. However, my biggest mistake was, We would leave the relationship, you would feel like, I really care about her. She really got me and I would be lost. I would be so drained mentally and be like, I got nothing out of this. And then I had to realize that I'm doing this wrong.
1: What are some common themes or recurring themes you see in black men now that you're doing the work that you do? Oh my gosh, y'all are hurting. Y'all feel so unappreciated.
2: Like the post I posted yesterday. I've known this, but I didn't think it was this deep. Oh, I know what you're Has talking about. Has anybody ever thrown you a birthday yeah, party? Yeah, Like, to me, that blew me because it's just like, who was y'all dating? Who was y'all family? Like, what? how do you not have someone say, this is your day and we're going to surprise you? I don't care if you don't like people or whatever. I'm going to do it somehow, some way to cater to you. You know, and so I ask like simple questions on purpose because you get so much out of it. You know how many men came to my inbox just to tell me their story? It's almost like you guys have existed in this world day by day. It's almost robotic. And it's like you don't look for the appreciation because you don't think because that's been one of my struggles, too. You guys don't think that people pay attention to y'all anyways.
0: You are filling a void because they're right now, especially with with the Me Too movement with, and and I'll tell you this, and this is just true. So many times, especially on social media, because I I really can't stand it. However, I'm on it because I kind of really need to be. I would love to just unplug. Me too. I really would, but I can't. However, when I see uh, a lot of memes come across, there is a culture of male bashing that is ridiculous. So... I think as men, we look at it and we are immediately put into a defensive position. However, for those of us who are trying to achieve and accomplish more, we have to look at ourselves. You spoke about forgiveness earlier. So we have to look at ourselves, learn to forgive ourselves, especially if we are part of that Me Too movement, because there are so many of us out there who just didn't realize it until it came around. So I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because it is a good thing and it, it offers a lot of reflection. However, we become immediately defensive. We're already believing that we have to hold the world on our shoulders and not have the time or the freedom to let go of any of the stresses that we're dealing with. And at the same time, learn to brush off some of the attacks or reconcile them with the criticism, you know, be able to differentiate criticism from an attack. Right. and I think in our minds, there's a lot that's going on. So it's a yin and yang thing. In order to have one, you need to have the other. So sometimes, yes, there are people who are hurt because we have hurt. We we hurt women. We have been wrong and we need to get our shit together. Oh, most but definitely. But we also need somebody to say, you guys are going to be okay.
2: You know, and it's another thing too. We have gotten so comfortable with not holding brothers accountable that
1: they do what they do. Why is that? Why do black women let black men off the hook I have no idea. so often? <laughs> I have no idea. We're in
2: this world now where everybody wants somebody and they're willing to settle just to say they have somebody. And most, if you look at most people, people love to walk around saying I'm a king and I'm a queen and everything. But they're so broken that they wouldn't know what a king and queen really was. You know, so we have to reteach. We're brainwashed, and we have got to just debrief of all the stuff we were ever taught, because our parents and our ancestors—well, who I don't know how far back it goes, so I won't say that—we was taught some stuff that we don't need to know. They had it wrong too. They had it wrong completely.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, really, so yes, we have got yes. to
2: retrain ourselves and everything, and understand how powerful we really are as individuals and stuff, and learn to love the right way. What you does know?
1: that look like? How does that start?
2: It starts with self, for one thing. You know, you have got to accept, I got some issues. I got some demons, you know, and I had to, like, kick the demons in the butt, you know, because you got to think, I I married my husband when I was 19, so for 12 years, somebody was telling me that I wasn't going to be nothing, you know, even though before then I had the long hair, the light skin and everything and stuff, so I had this perfect image that was never perfect, you know, so I have issues but I can deal with those issues and accept those issues now because I understand who I am as a person. You know, um, I can look at you and love you differently than I would have loved you a couple years ago. You know, I seen him and his wife at a party and I sat and watched him and I was like, that's what love looks like. It was just like that man, love that woman. It was just <laughs> when it, and it affected me in a way that I just was like, I need to go say something to them, you know? So, we have to start seeing better examples and we have got to just be honest and transparent. We ha- we it's Transparency is so important. It's so significant to us. You know, we need it. I'm old school. So I believe in the man is the head. You know, the man is the head. And I just believe that if I push Black men out there and people keep seeing it, even if they don't believe me, because I get hell. Believe me, this movement, I get hell like crazy. But if they keep seeing it, they'll start believing it. Even black men, not just black women or in the rest of the world. But if people keep seeing it, because what they say, 14 days, you start believing something, you mm-hmm. keep doing it for 14 days. So I'm like, if I keep pushing it, you ain't going to have no choice but to believe it because I'm going to just saturate your mind and everything with just so many positive black men. Like She might got a point now.
0: So where does the opposition come from?
2: Oh my gosh. Black men,
0: why in the hell would y'all... I, I'm
2: going to say this. This woman is just... Saying, I
0: don't, could you get me to ass? Okay, go ahead.
2: Because it feels good when you hear... Because I, I, I walk up to men and say, hey, can I take a picture of you from my Instagram page or whatever? I support Black men for a living. I have a magazine. So they all go crazy, smile, and oh my gosh, and everything. But then after that, it's nothing.
1: When it's time to do the work. They're mm. not...
2: There's no... So that's how I went from the Dear Black Man Network to... Prove Magazine, because Prove Magazine, I don't really need y'all to do much. Mm. I can just do what I got to do and make it happen. Dear Black Men Network was more of Black men participation. Mm-hmm. So I think that Black men are so, I hate to say it, brainwashed to think that nobody really believes them, that they heard what I said, it made them feel good for a moment. But then after that, it was just like, whatever. You know what I mean? And of course, Black women is, because I don't know if she was around when I was wearing my shirts that said, Dear Black Man, I apologize. Signed a Black woman. I think I've seen it. Okay. So... I would have those shirts on. It's like, what are you apologizing for? I said, let me tell you something. I'll stand on behalf of everybody that's made a mistake. They need to know that we apologize because black men have been raped, molested, all kinds of stuff. Nobody, when they was young, they was hanging out with their uncles and their daddies, teaching them how to chase women. They was teaching them man up. But then they got with us women. We're like, well, communicate. Well, how the hell am I going to communicate when I was told not to cry or whatever? Or I'm cheating on you because my daddy taught me how to do it. He did it to my mama. My mama accepted it. Or I'm beating your tail because my mama got her tail Mm -hmm. beat. Right. So there's so many things that we, well, I stand on and say that I apologize on behalf of everybody that hurt you. Because if that's what it takes, let's do it.
0: Ta-da. There you have it. I think we're gonna have to do a part two with her. <laughs> I think we, we what do you think, Cam? Let's do it. I think she's welcome back. Would you would you ever come back for us? Of
2: course. Of course. I'm, this I'm is, loving this.
0: There's just so much more, so much further we can go into.
1: Before we go, just tell the listeners where they can find you on social media oh, and <laughs> any websites that you have, just so they can keep in touch whole with bunch. you.
0: And- <laughs> Okay. Right. okay, you, get, you, you do me, have a bunch.
1: I, get what you I, want. I, get what you I want. Right. You do Let's have a Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's okay, give them, them the top three. <laughs> give me your top three.
2: The In Love Group. T-H-E-N-L-U-V-G-R-O-U-P. That is the name of my company. You can find everything that I do there. The In Love Group. Um... That's my life coaching, and it talks about the magazine and everything. Prove Magazine, I need you guys to please follow it, like it. People are watching me. I have people who are trying to invest in everything and stuff, and it ain't just black people. I just want y'all to know that. White people from all over is like, oh my gosh, I have this guy from England who was like, I want to be a part of this. So... Prove Magazine, please like it. P r o v e M a g dot com. City Singles. I'm kind of chilled on that, so I won't talk about that. We'll talk about that the next show. Cause that's we can follow you Yeah, that's still that's still that's, that's what's See, up though. Yeah, you know, that's dope though. City Singles is my, mm-hmm. you know, uh, matchmaking. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, so that's pretty much. And then you can find me, um, Latani Michelle. It's a couple of different pages, <laughs> but the juicy one, the main one.
0: I had to ask her, yo, did you, <laughs> send, me did you did? send me this? Did you send me this request? I, t- I see, thought somebody was hacking you or something. See, I
2: tried to go serious. You know, I tried to create that page for my business and mm-hmm. serious, but the other page just draws me back because, right, you know, right. I yeah. got to bring the people in. I got to yeah. It's important yeah. to me. Like I wake up every day before I get out of the bed. It's like, okay, what I got to do? What's the message? And I'm normally have to reach out to someone to give them something. And I just trust what I have to say is what I'm supposed to say. So Latonya Michelle, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-M-E-C-H-E-L-L-E
0: well you better keep transferring that energy because <laughs> believe me the sisters need it but the brothers really really need it and not only that we appreciate it y'all so
1: we definitely appreciate
0: it thank go out you. there check out Prove Mag um,
1: and we have all the info in the in the show's notes so. yeah
0: we'll put them up Can't put thank that up tomorrow thank um, so <laughs> we definitely appreciate this and uh, stay with us y'all we will be back the Black Podcast
2: the Black Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts Stitcher Google Play
0: And SoundCloud. And please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. And now it's time for this week's Open Letters. Dear Facebook Picture Posters, I don't know how else to say this, but you're not a photographer. You're just not. I understand your compulsion to share everything you eat. Where, drive, every place you visit, every person you hang with, every drink you pour down your throat, every beautiful sunset, every weird weather day, and every strange bug you run from with everyone on the interwebs, but, and I say this with much respect, not only do we not care, but you take horrible pictures. Photography is an art that should only be attempted by those who have at least been to an art museum before. The latest smartphone camera update makes it easier for those who have an idea about how photos should be taken and which photos should be taken. What it doesn't do is grant sudden magic creativity to the amateur chef, hoping that Gordon Ramsay catches a glimpse of your chitterling casserole and gives it a like. What I'm asking is that you please just stay in your lane. Feel free to continue taking your pictures, but maybe instead of posting them on social media, You group text them to a bunch of folks that don't know each other and give them a taste of your amazing talent. But just know that their response will likely be no more encouraging than mine. But at least it will save me the trouble of considering removing you from my social network. Sincerely, Trey.
1: Dear Sprint Wireless, In the year of our Lord 2018, Why, why, I ask, must I still struggle with spotty cell phone coverage and restricted data usage? And why for not can't I drive from one end of Atlanta to the other without dropping 511 11 calls? It's Atlanta for crying out loud, not Hoboken, New Jersey. If we were living in more primitive times, say like 2013, then maybe I'd be more understanding. However, this is just inexcusable. I'm literally driving past your cell tower and I only have one bar. How is that even possible? Just for a moment, put yourself in my shoes. Can you fathom my humiliation as I, with the latest iPhone in hand, sit trapped in time waiting for a GIF to upload? Meanwhile, some snot-nosed seven-year-old brat with a flip phone and boost mobile is talking, surfing the web, Snapchatting, tweeting, and playing Angry Birds all at the same damn time. Again, how is that even possible? Going forward, I expect better from you, Sprint. I can no longer let my years of loyalty allow me to ignore the fact that you are not meeting my needs as a customer. And before you tell me not to act too hastily and to call and talk to a customer service rep about my issues, I already tried. Guess what? The call dropped. Sincerely, Cam. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are black. We are black. That's (laughs) true. We are black. We are back as well. And now it is time for our If You're Black, We Can't Be Friends segment. Listen, if you're black, we can't be friends if you don't have at least one female cousin named Portia mercedes Or Lexus.
0: Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk
1: about it. How many cousins you got named out the cars, bro? Every single one of them. Got one of them named Celica? No, more like... She's exotic? No, more like Hugo, (laughs) Fiat,
0: (laughs) or Flat, and... uh, Because it's a lowercase i.
1: Baby, so, listen. I don't care how you spell it. It's still Chevrolet. It's still Chevrolet. <laughs> what you got? Man? Not Chevrolet. But it's, <laughs> it's French. It's French. It ain't no French. And then they
0: still call them Lele. <laughs> no damn, Lele. Tika. Man. I got a Tika. You leave my cousin alone. My bad, T. Anyway. If you're black, we can't be friends. If you don't have to turn the television off, get off the phone, and get on the floor when it was thundering outside. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, man. Grandma, My, big mama, I still hear her now <laughs> from heaven <him laughs> telling me, "But <nothing laughs> well, get off the phone.
1: Boy, that when, lightning gonna strike you dead." That,
0: I don't know why it was supposed to come indoors, under doors, around doors, through windows, in the tub. And it was going to get our asses. Listen,
1: I don't F with lightning. I don't. You can ask anybody I know and they will tell you, I don't F with lightning. I don't care. Don't ask me to do it. I No, I don't even like words that start with the letter L because of that.
0: And you know what makes it more scary? What's that? Knowing that it doesn't just come from the sky. It comes from the ground. It goes cloud to cloud. It goes it, Lightning is all around us, man.
1: It and does. it comes from my behind when I eat Taco Bell. Okay, a little bit too much information, y'all. So you guys sit tight. We will be right back after the break. Next
0: age. <laughs> Welcome back to the Black Podcast, everybody. We know you're still there because you have nowhere else to be right now. It's kind of presumptuous of you. I, I know, man. Look, we're the best. We're the best. That's true. Y'all <laughs> ain't got nowhere to be. Sit down and listen. <laughs> Just sit down and listen. Anyway, it is time for our We Are Glad You Asked segment which we this week decided to reach out to a bunch of uh, fellow podcasters and get them to send in some questions. So there's no telling what we're going to find out or what we're going to get. So let's see. Our first question comes from Callum Jarvis-Jones of the Meanderthals podcast. And Callum asked, if you could learn all the swear words and only the swear words from one language, which one would it be? (laughs) Cam,
1: (laughs) Uh, if I can learn all the swear words and only the swear words from one language, I'm going to cheat here and I'm going to say Spanish only because I know most of them already badly
0: very badly Callum I'm telling you the dude is horrible with it so (laughs) I am ill terrible this gave me an opportunity to look up some stuff you would wouldn't you well as nasty as I am and my mind goes I had to find the language that had the (laughs) longest swear words and for me that was Yiddish so I would want to learn all of the Yiddish swear words because I'd be cussing you out for days <laughs> With three phrases. Oh, <laughs> Who we got next?
1: Let's see. Up next we have Stacy Stiletto. And Stacy is from The Petty by Nature, The Drinks at 3 A.M. and the already famous podcast. Stacy Stiletto. Stacy got three podcasts. She's out here <laughs> just running the world. Stacy asks, what advice do you have for new podcasters?
0: The advice that I have, Stacy, is to be patient because I know what we want to do more than anything else is after that first week of recording and editing and releasing that podcast, we want to look and see 6,000 new listens, 7,000 subscribers. You want all your friends and family to listen when the truth is they won't. So you have to be patient. You have to be willing to build your audience organically and make ways for them to find you. And you go and find them, support them, and they'll support you. So your your avenues of listening are not going to come from those people who you would like to listen to you most um so get ready for that and prepare for it so just let this be a a marathon and not a sprint
1: the advice that i would give for new podcast listeners uh for new podcasters sorry just to learn how to say
0: podcast exactly
1: (laughs) the (laughs) advice that i would give is this trust your voice know your voice trust your voice and always be authentic i don't care what it is i don't care if you're doing something that's content driven i don't care if it's comedic in nature i don't care if it's uh social commentary whatever that thing is that you're doing whatever lane your podcast is in just be authentic to your own voice and trust yourself trust that your voice is enough
0: there you go the next one i have is from gail Manasco of the experiences you should have podcast experiences you should have and her question is many of us are in our peak years 20s to 40s I am so jealous and our life is finite. Why is it that many of us don't truly live like we are in our peak time?
1: I think because many of us don't know that we can. That's really my honest answer. I don't think a lot of us know that we can live the lives that we want to live because we fail to dream big. Whether it's restricted by fear, self-doubt, or just not knowing that it's even an option, I think you just have to break outside of who you are break outside of your norm and know that you can live the life you want if you want it bad enough. I think
0: it's there's a couple. This is twofold for me. For one, we get complacent in our lives and, and waking up every day. And when death doesn't constantly sit on our doorsteps, then we kind of forget about it. And so we don't live each day or each minute like it could be our last because we've never had to experience it maybe we've never seen a lot of death around us and of course this is a morbid subject but if you're not if you're not used to seeing it and realizing that it could happen at any given time then of course you're not going to deal with it you're not going to live with it so there has to be something in your some sense of urgency in your life that says okay i've seen this happen to people and i realize that it does happen so let me hurry up and get on it before it happens to me that's one and for two i think a lot of people Get used to whatever their surroundings are, and and I will look at the black culture especially because I am one who has skied, I've gone cliff diving, I've gone white water rafting, I will go on adventures all the time. But so many of us get stuck in that mentality of wherever our surroundings are that we are scared to walk outside of that, and we're scared to do anything, and we're scared to 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 try anything so we really don't have any idea about how much other life is around us because we never see anybody living it so we got to get out there and just decide to say okay let's go step out of my comfort zone and just try to live
1: the next question comes from the black law podcast and they ask what made you guys decide to do your podcast and what are your short and long term goals
0: well i was handcuffed coerced and begged by the great cameron todd scott pretty much and he basically realized that, hey, there's nobody else on this earth that can put up with my shit and that will compliment me on this podcast. So, Dre, let's make it happen.
1: Started and, out so strong and, and Dre fell said, off drastically.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, ego much? <laughs> yes, I do. But it was my, my brother. He had been seeking uh, somebody to do a podcast that he had had, that he had envisioned prior to. And after our meeting and seeing how well we clicked, then he decided that I would probably be one of the better people to do that with. So he invited me and I gladly accepted and uh, regret it every day. So, <laughs> but I stay. And that
1: part makes my heart happy. <laughs>
0: but yet I stay. And as far as our goals, we. want to continue to grow within ourselves because, honestly, we're not in real competition with anyone except ourselves to make sure that we create a better and better show every week. And I think that's the biggest thing. And if we can do that, and I know Cam has bigger goals that will definitely be accomplished, but if we can do that for me right now, I'm happy. What
1: made us decide to do the podcast? Uh, For me, I have a lot of interesting conversations with various people. Fish
0: and all kind of other mammals and things, but go ahead.
1: I know, but a lot of times my conversation with fish, they get watered down. But uh, and just in having these conversations with people, I just realized that I do have a lot of stuff to say and not saying that it's of any importance. But to me, it just felt like it's conversations that a lot of people are having or it's pertaining to subjects that a lot of people want to talk about and just don't have an entry point. So I just tried to provide a way for us to sit down and have conversations as it pertains to black people talking about black things through a black lens and uh, just kind of opening up the floor for our community to come in and talk about some subjects that we normally don't talk about or don't have the space to talk about. Uh, Short term goal would be to get our listening base up. So while you guys are listening right now, you don't even have to go off of the app. Stay on the app right now and just push that subscribe button next to the play button. It's right there no no look, right no look at your, could, right no to the left oh my gosh is to it the, that hard it's right it. you missed there it, it to is the, right there le, the other left oh my other goodness. left right there you go push that subscribe button right now while you're listening thank listeners. you listeners that's our short-term <laughs> goal to get our numbers up to uh to get a nice fan base behind us listening base rather i hate the word fan get a nice listening base behind us and believe me if you guys are supporting us we're supporting you as well as you probably have seen on social media long-term goal would be for this particular medium the uh, podcast is to start a podcast network with about maybe four or five podcasts coming out of the gate. So uh, I am looking, I'm, I'm stalking y'all's timeline, seeing what kind of content you guys have out because I may be reaching out to a few of you to come and join us. And if you listen to the podcast, you hear in the very beginning, we have a tag that says, you're now listening to the Indie Media Network, that's short for Independent Media Network. And that's what you're hearing. It's uh, It's just me putting the infrastructure in place for a podcast network. And uh, hopefully I'll be coming to some of you soon, along with creating some new podcasts in the process to uh, make that dream a reality. So there you go.
0: There we go. All right. This final question comes from Maisha, who is uh, from the three, three sirens podcast, which is a podcast that Cam and I have honestly jumped on in their bandwagon and supported them like so much because they put on an amazing podcast. So I don't go on about
1: many people. I don't either. And this is not to say that the other podcasts that we mentioned aren't good and aren't quality shows because they are, but these women are crazy and I love each one of them deep down in my heart. And yes,
0: that's, that's it. it. That was a great closing, man. That was a great closing. Yes. Anyway, on behalf of three sides podcast, Maisha asks for the last few years, there seems to be a quickening of the spirit. So many terrible things socially and magnificent things in artistry simultaneously happening for black people in America. Some say it almost feels like the reincarnation of the civil rights movement. 20 years from now, when we look back, do you all think this time will have
1: propelled us forward as a community or set us back? Well, first of all, when you use words like quickening of the spirit, dude, y'all grew up in church as a Baptist kid. Now, oh, so right. you, you got right. me up my organ. But uh, 20 years from now, when we look back, here's my simplified, a, complicated answer.
0: It's a deep question.
1: Because America is the country that it is, and it has the origins that it has, this country functions in a world of nasty cycles. And every time we seem to have advancement, and maybe not even just racially, but I know that's part of your question, anytime that we have any type of successful advancement, That cycle, it comes around again and it just knocks us back down and it reminds us of who we are as a country.
0: What scares me as I answer this question is when you talk about the movement during the civil rights era, and of course we always bring up Dr. King, which he wasn't the only person fighting for civil rights, but a majority of those people who was around Dr. King was focused on moving in the same direction. They believed where they were headed was was somewhere that would definitely move them forward, move their community and their society forward. And most people were going in the same direction. Today, we have no clue on where the hell we are, who we are, why we are, or what we want as a community so in 20 years from now we will have made maybe one step forward and taken three steps backwards and it's sad and it's a shame but we do not have the organization that we need in order to really move our society and our community forward is that it It looks like we did it again yeah and that was a great question thanks again three
1: sirens that was a great question it was a great question man and uh we're done here submit your questions to the black podcast at gmail.com it can be any subject, any topic. It does not matter. We will answer them.
0: You can also find us on all the social media sites at The Black Podcast. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram at The Black Podcast. If you want to find me, Dre, you can do so at on Twitter at life underscore scripts with a Z at the end, on Instagram at life scripts, and on Facebook at Andre L. McDowell. How
1: about and you, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Cameron Todd Scott. And you can find me on Twitter at Cameron T. Scott. And I promise you guys, I'm actually going to start doing some stuff on Instagram because I've made like one post in the four years I've been on it. So <laughs> <laughs> I will get better at being on Instagram.
0: Guys, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Google Play for all you Android people out there. Make sure you subscribe, 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 share it with your friends, um, comment, comment. And give us feedback, yo. We need all the stars, all right? Because we are trying to build this thing. And support your local podcast. Godspeed. God bless you. Good night.